Welcome to the College Soccer Guy podcast. I'm the College Soccer Guy, and I'm here to help you play college soccer. Let's get right into it. So today's discussion is the email template, okay? In the email template, there are a bunch of different templates we use in order to play college soccer. And today we're going to talk about what I call the mass email template. So at this point, if you've listened to all the other episodes, you've worked on trying out for club soccer teams, you've started to create your list, you know how to stay organized. Now it's time to write that email. Now, like I said, there's a bunch of different templates that I use and I get very, very specific based off of the student I'm working with in their current situation as well as their status as a player, what level they may be aiming for and what grades and whatnot. But the general advice is this. When you are doing this recruiting process, I strongly, strongly suggest as a freshman, sophomore, junior to create that mass list, which we discussed in the last episode. After creating that mass list, you're going to email all of those schools. Now, you don't need to do it in the first two weeks of your life. You can take a month to two months to write an email to all those schools. The reason you want that list to be really big is it's kind of a pain. Once you've sent out your mass email list, it's kind of a pain to go back and be like, well, I missed a few, but I don't really know which ones I missed because like my mass list is so big. So I'm going to like not remember what schools I have and haven't emailed because again, if you are not staying organized, like we discussed in the last episode, it's going to be pretty difficult. So Better that you pick too many schools. Now, if you're a freshman or a sophomore, you know, we have time to basically we'll do multiple mass email lists throughout the process as you decide what major you want and things of this nature. If you're a junior, you know, you only get one of these. So you want to make it a relatively big list. I'm talking 100 to 150 schools where you're like, I'm going to email all of these schools and then I'm just going to stick and shrink this list down and down and down over time based off of who shows interest in me and based off of what I learn about through myself. You know, what is it that I like? A lot of my students have phenomenal grades. You know, they have above a 4.0 or they have a 3.9. GPA. And so they're like, look, I'm really considering the academic side here. I don't want to just go to any school. And as much as I am the college soccer guy, my priority is that these you guys go to a school you love. I turned pro. I made $1,500 a month. You know, it's not enough to support myself and my family. So I went back to school, got my master's degree, and now I'm helping you guys play college soccer. And I'm still playing. And I can tell you now that even if you go pro, you're going to put, first of all, you're going to need another job because when you're done playing, even if you make so much money, you'll be bored out of your mind. Secondly, if you do make good money as a pro, you're going to go from making good money, good money, good money to making $0. So that's not healthy. You're going to need some level of income. So you got to go to school. So if I work with a student and they go, I want to play pro soccer, they're actually not the right fit for me. I'm here to help you play college soccer and get an education. And then I'm hoping if you want to play pro, we can talk about that throughout the process because obviously that's what I did and all of my uh, teachers that also helped me are all on that path, either playing D1 and they want to go pro or they actually already did play college soccer and then went pro. So we can talk about that too, but we prioritize college soccer. Now, as we are writing this mass email, okay, the first mass email I want us to discuss is to all these schools. So this is how we write that first email. Dear coach, okay, you always say dear. That is non-negotiable. You must always say dear. If you say hi or hello, it's a very bad thing. Remember, these coaches are trying to adopt you for four years. They're gonna be you're gonna become their child. They don't want somebody saying hi, hello. They want somebody saying yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, ma'am, thank you, mister, thank you, sir. It makes them go, okay, this person's respectable. Now, if afterwards they say, Hey, there's no need to call me that, great. You were too polite. 
It's better to be overdressed than it is to be underdressed. Better to be too polite than not polite enough. And I can tell you personally, when I recruit kids and people send me their videos, I'm deciding whether or not I can help them play college soccer. I like when they say to me, Mr. Talib, Mr. Zev, uh, Mr. College Soccer Guy. I like that. It shows lots of respect. Then, of course, later I'll say, tell them they don't need to say that. But I, I like that. And so do the coaches. So you've got this mass email list that we're talking about. And in this mass email, this mass email we're about to send, sorry, is... Dear coach, you're going to send this email to all the coaches. Okay, I'm going to say that again. To all of the coaches. You're going to send it directly to the head coach. Then you're going to copy everyone else. Every single college team is different in how they do the recruiting process. For the top schools, traditionally speaking, the head coach is more like a manager and doesn't do a lot of the recruiting at the beginning of the process. But then they depend on their assistant coaches to find them talent, then show them to the head coach, and the head coach makes a decision. The reason you always send it to the head coach is if the assistant coach loves you and the head coach doesn't, you don't get to play soccer there. If the head coach loves you and the assistant coach doesn't, then you might get to play soccer there. The head coach is the one that makes the final call. So we want to make sure that the head coach is copied or it's certainly being sent all of the main emails. So again, dear coach, you're sending it to the head coach and you're copying everybody else. Now, the next part. What I have my students say is something along the lines of this. I hope this finds you well. I've heard and read great things about you. So you can only say that if you have done so. So with my students, I'll either tell them great things or we will go read great things about the college coach. Every single coach, every single email rather these coaches get, it's all about a player going, hi, I'm so-and-so. I want to play for your team. I, 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 I. If you really want to stand out in this recruiting process, you need to talk about them at the beginning. So this is where the magic is and this is what makes me different. And this is actually, unfortunately, I wish it could. ChatGPT, Bard, who I love, cannot do this part yet for you, which is you have to go find a genuine connection with that school. And there's a couple ways for us to find that genuine connection. One way is we say, I visited your school, if that's true. I know the coach. Because my coach knows you. I actually know one of your players because I looked at your roster and he used to go to my high school. We had a student recently who is wants to go to Pepperdine, which happened to be the first coach I ever had as a youth kid because I grew up in Malibu. And he and I are very close. He's an unbelievable human. Like I, He's amazing. And the assistant coach is an amazing guy too. And this, it, they only have girls soccer. So this girl soccer player wants to play at Pepperdine. Now, she's a good soccer player, but she's not – necessarily Pepperdine level. Now, good thing, she's only a freshman. So we have time to get Pepperdine's attention, even though Pepperdine are going to be prioritizing the ECNL girls. She's a girls lead academy player. She's going to be able to break the status quo because she's starting as a freshman and not playing for that necessarily high level club team. And she may later in her life try out for the ECNL teams. Luckily though, she's playing on a very good club team at the girls lead academy level. So there's an argument to say she's almost equal to ECNL. Anyways, she really wants to play Pepperdine. So in our meeting the other day, she said to me, I said to her, look, we're writing your mass email. Can you describe to me uh, why you want to go to Pepperdine? You know, why did you pick Pepperdine? And then she explained to me, well, my brother actually visited and I really liked it because I got to go with him. And you know what? Also, one of my, not my teammates, but a girl from my high school who just graduated because she's going into her freshman year is like, I just committed to Pepperdine as a soccer player. And she knew her and she had played with her in the off season and whatnot. And so I said, oh my gosh, this is literally perfect because that's what we're going to say in the email. So in her email, we said, dear coach, I hope this finds out. I've heard and read great things. Uh, one of the players, her name was Ava, has committed to your school and she actually went to my high school and I've actually spoken to her and she's really excited to go to Pepperdine. Boom. In fact, that was such a good connection that in their case, I had them put 
the student who's going to Pepperdine that they know in the subject line. Because if a coach sees in the subject line one of their players, they're going to be like, why is why is that in the subject line? Like, what's why, what's the connection? I want to read this email. Boom, they click read the email. Then they read her email. Now, right, she's a freshman. So you're thinking, why would she talk to a Division One school? The coaches are going to go look at that email. And then the next sentence she said was, I actually visited your campus. I loved it. And I really want to go to Pepperdine. Like Pepperdine is a place I'm very interested in. Coaches want players that want to go to their school. Now, Pepperdine is an interesting case because Pepperdine, like who doesn't want to go to Pepperdine? But Pepperdine's really expensive. Okay. So that means if anybody's reaching out to Pepperdine, the coach is like, well, you must be able to afford this school. Even if I give you a full scholarship, which is very, very unlikely. And on the girl's side, doesn't really happen. Or the boy's side, you're never going to get a full one. They usually split it in between everybody. You know, you're still going to have to travel to Malibu, which is either means you're going to fly there because not likely you live in Malibu. And so it's going to be expensive. So the coaches are going, okay, this student is qualified. Okay, they can afford it. They want to come to this school. Pepperdine also is a religious school. So the student clearly has this particular student is like, I like that about the school. So now the coach is going, all right, this person is already ahead of 80% of the emails that I receive. They like the school. They talked about one of the players that I know and I haven't even watched him play yet. Then, so now you've earned the right for them to read your email. So now they're reading your email and they scroll to the bottom. At this point, she said in her case, she's got a showcase coming up as a freshman. Now, I know some of you are like, well, she's only a freshman. And I'm trying to tell you that it's time. Like you have to do it now because you only get so many showcases in your lifetime. So she said to them, look, here's my schedule. Um, would I have the opportunity to shake your hand in person? You're allowed to say hello to them. You know, they're not allowed to recruit you, but they're human beings. That's why you have college ID camps. So you can say hello to them and get to know them as a person. So at a showcase, you can do the same thing. And we'll talk about that in a showcase podcast. Now, this student had the genuine connection and then they have the ask. Okay. The ask that is part of this email process is really important. And I want to dive into like what, how to do that now. So when you have, the ask, which is at the end of your mass email template, right? We've got the intro, which is dear. You've got the genuine part, which is the part that's like something about them. Then you have the uh, template, okay? The template is this is the part of the email that never changes. It's almost always the same. And most students really screw this part up. Most of the time, no offense, parents, it's because of you guys you love your kids and so maybe you're helping your student or your child with this email and you want to talk about how great they are. And the student doesn't really know what they should or shouldn't do, especially as a sophomore or a freshman or a junior. And like, I don't really know what to do. So you're like, the, the student is like, I don't know how to write the email. So the parent steps in and says, why don't we tell them how great you are at your attacking? Tell them how great you are at your defending. And the coach will like to see your confidence. And the reality is, no, it is not true. They do not want to see that. First of all, if they get any inkling that the parent meddled with the email in a large way, like 80%, the coaches are not going to like that. They want to know that the kids like them. So the kids have to write the email. And that's what I help the students do is make sure it sounds professional, but also like a student wrote it. So that's number one. Number two is coaches just want the facts, okay? They do not want your opinions about how great or fast or strong you are because that's irrelevant. You are a, you know, you're a student uh, or an athlete and you're not a coach, you're not a professional. So they don't want that information. They just need the facts. So the facts are, what's what's your name? So this template part would say, in this girl's case, it would say, my name is, her name is Kaylee. My name is Kaylee and I want to play, no, sorry. My name is Kaylee. I in her case, I'm a left back with a 4.0 GPA and I play for, uh, I'm not going to say her club name, W Coast FC, uh, 
W Coast FC. There you go. So I've included left back. In her case, we said left back because left backs are hard to come by in the college game. Everybody's a center midfielder. So if you're a right back or left back, like that's so good. It's just lucky and it's very helpful. So that's why we put that first. So my name is K and I play left back. I have a 4.0 GPA. Okay, that's really good. And I play Girls Elite Academy. So we put all that at the beginning because that's what they want to know. Great grades. What level are you playing? What position do you play? And what's your grad year? And then we say, I graduated in the class of 2020, in her case, 2026. So that is the email we have for her. And it's lovely. Okay, so now we've got the dear, the genuine, the template. Now, in her case, she's a high school soccer player. So I know a lot of you are like, oh, we'll put in the accolades. Like she played on varsity her freshman year. She got second all team, all that good stuff. No, coaches don't want to know about high school. In fact, the fact that you're even mentioning high school is like a red flag for them, even on the girls' side, because it's like a given. Like if if you want to play a Pepperdine of like, of course you made varsity your freshman year. That's obvious. And of course, and you made the second team like as a freshman. I don't even know if you're good enough to play at Pepperdine is what they're going to be thinking to themselves. So, and they want, you know, so unless you win CIF or like this particular student went to the semifinals of CIF as a freshman, played every minute. We didn't mention high school at all. They don't really want to know about your high school teams. So that's my recommendation. Now, again, that can vary. If your high school coach has a connection to the team, then of course you should mention that. And if you got first team whatever and you're the best one in your state and you won the whole thing, then there can be exceptions to that. But in today's era, just to give one other example, I went to Malibu High School and the year I went, the girls team won CIF and the best girl on Malibu High School's team went to UCLA and then later won the NCAA tournament and she was playing high school. Okay, that was nearly 10 years ago. That is not how this process works anymore. High school, no bueno. Okay, so don't put that in your emails for the most part. So now you're like, what if I only play high school and I don't play club? That's an issue. You need to go play club soccer. All right, so finishing your email now, we've got your uh, your template. Now we've got your ask. Okay, this ask is really important. And this is the part that I customize for all my students. And we change it so often based off of the feedback we get, based off of the information. So really, if you want me to like, if you're like, I want to be, I want to do the perfect job to play college soccer. Like I want to know I'm doing everything you possibly can. You have to call me because then I can write these for you. But otherwise, the generic information is there's a couple different questions we ask. If it's the first initial mass email, okay, it's not a showcase email. It's not a before ID camp email. It's just the mass one. So the first intro you're going to have, you're going to put, you're going to ask this question. May I have permission to attend your camp? Now you're like, why do I need to ask their permission? seems like I can already go to their camp. I just pay money. And you're correct. But here is the reason. And I hope you're listening to this part and listening this far in because this is, I think, really crucial headspace. College coaches do not make enough money as a college soccer coach, especially as the assistant coach. Head coaches, maybe. Division three coaches make like 30 to 40 a year. You know, they don't make enough money. So the only way they can live their lifestyles and get to do what they love and work insane hours and get crazy emails from crazy parents and whatnot is if they have ID camps. So that's just the deal. So yes, ID camps are scammy. We'll get into that later. But for this email template, if you tell a coach, hey coach, I'm willing to give you money, you know, which is basically what you're saying. I may have permission to attend your ID camp. You're basically saying, I, if I have permission to attend your ID camp, I'm prepared to come and I'm prepared to pay for your food, which is ultimately what you're saying, right? Because they want as many people as possible, qualified people as well to come to ID camp because they do recruit. And the division three schools, they recruit like 98% of their players through ID camps. Division ones, it's more like 60%. So in division twos, it's like, 
75% or 80%. It's very high. So in saying all of that, it's really important that question. Now, that's just the mass email question. Say you're like, hey, Zeb, I don't love that question. The other question we sometimes say is we'll say, may I confirm or may I ask, are you looking for exposition for the class of X? That's a really good question too. The other question I like to ask is, may I ask, what is your recruiting timeline for the year of blank? Now, when do we ask what questions, like I said, really varies based off of your situation? And so in this particular episode, we went through the mass email template. We're going to, I want to touch on it now because I think it's the best way to do this is you then have multiple other types of emails. Okay. You have the before the ID camp, you have after the ID camp, you have before the showcases, after the showcases. And I can dive deeper into each one of those episodes and go specifically, but basically if you're going to do an ID camp, it's the exact same email template, except the subject line instead of, by the way, what should be your subject line for the mass email should be the only most important thing. So when you refer back to your templated part, right, the part that never changes, take that first sentence and kind of break it down. So don't put your name first because remember when they open their email, they're going to see only a few words and your name is meaningless at this point. It doesn't, you don't get extra credit. Everybody has a name. So we put the name at the very end of your email. Now you do need the name in there because if they forget, you know, they're like, Oh, that player, I remember they were a left back. What was their name? They're going to type in your name to find you or they're going to type in left back to find you. And traditionally speaking, people don't remember names nearly as well as they remember concepts like left back or a club team or a grad year. So in saying that, you put your name last in the subject line. So the first part in this girl's case, going back to our example, in her case, what we did is we said Girls Lead Academy, because that's super important. We said 4.0 GPA, and we said left back. And then in her case, we did something kind of different, which again is what happens if I can work with you individually, is we actually did not put her grad year in the subject line. Because if you put a grad year in the subject line, and it's before June 15th of your sophomore and say sophomore year. So you're a sophomore freshman and you put the subject line in your email. The coaches are going to notice that. And technically speaking, they're supposed to give you a generic email and not talk to you. But if you don't put that in the subject line and you put all that other amazing things, right? High level club team, great GPA, odds are they're going to read the email. And then when they read the email, they're going to see you're at 26. But now they had to read the email. Maybe they'll even click on your video, which is really what we want them to do. And then they'll click on your video, make a note of it in their notebook and go, okay, this player is quite good. I can't call them right now. I can't even text them. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a note in my notebook to go watch them play. So that's what I'm going to do. Also, you're also asking them permission to come to your ID camp. They're allowed to say yes to that. That's not recruiting you. They're saying They could say to you in response, we're not allowed to recruit you at this time. The best suggestion I have is to try to come to an ID camp one day in the future. Perfect. Now that's a genuine invitation as a freshman. I mean, that's what more could you ask for? That's literally perfect. And they know who you are as a freshman. Now the relationship begins. Now, another side note, just so you all know, the NCAA is not crazy about soccer. Okay, So they're not managing it like crazy like the other sports. So often in my years of doing this, our students who are younger than sophomore year are getting contacted by division one schools by getting text messages and whatnot nothing outrageous mostly just like sounds good look forward to hearing from you soon keep us updated just like those messages but hey that means probably by june 15th they're going to get a phone call from those coaches which is what you want to be on that list you want to be within that first week of june 15th you want to be getting the calls so that's why it's so important to start as i reiterate you know your freshman sophomore year okay now 
as I've described this email template thing, the other piece that we're missing is how do you change it for each situation? So in my example with Kay or Kaylee, what we said was you need to make sure um, she puts it in her subject line, but you change it per situation. So for example, the showcase would be uh, the showcase would be the first part of the template. So you put the showcase name in the subject line, right? This is assuming you're doing a before showcase email template. Then you're going to do the rest of the template will be the same. So GPA, your club level, etc. Then you're going to have your email template. So copy paste. Then at the end of it, it's going to change because now it's about a showcase. So at the end of it, you're going to say, I've attached my schedule below along with my highlight video. I should have said that before. I'm sorry. In your mass email, you're of course also going to say in it, I've attached my email, I've attached my video below and you're going to put it right after that sentence. Then you're also going to have a signature and in your signature of these emails is going to be automated. We would have set that up for you already. If you're working with me or I can tell you now, I want you to create a signature in your Gmail that always has your video every single time as well as a picture of you, your references from your coach, and your own personal phone number, uh, and a photo of you. So you're going to have that in your signature. So then the, the going back again, the mass email template is, Dear Coach, I hope this finds you well. Genuine part, templated part, ask. Highlight video. Uh, I've inserted my highlight video below. Put highlight video, then signature. Then you change that based off your situation. So if it's a showcase, the subject line would change. You would have the subject, you would have the showcase name, then the rest of the template. Then you'd have the dear, the genuine, the uh, templated part, and then you'd have the ask. But this is where the ask changes because it's a showcase. So in the showcase one, we have a very special ask that just works really well. So I strongly recommend you use it. When you're doing showcases, this is the ask you should have in your email, which is, may I have permission to shake your hand in person at the tournament? So this is huge because when you're going through the recruiting process, it's very rare to get a one-on-one meeting with a coach unless you get an official visit, which usually takes like three to six months to like get to that point if you've been being aggressive through the process. And everything's going according to plan, which nothing ever does go directly according to plan. So the reason this sentence is so great is because if they say yes, which many of my students receive, now you have a meeting date at the showcase in addition to playing soccer there. And that's huge. So now you have a reason to go up to that coach. And guess what? Other coaches are going to see that. They're be like, why is that player? Who is that player? Then they're going to watch you play. And then you're going to get recruited by more schools. So that question is just amazing for the showcase. For the ID camp, the ask that we use, remember you change the subject line, then the ID camp one is before an ID camp, if you're going for sure, you would say at the very beginning of the email, you'd say, I'm very excited to be attending your ID camp. Uh, and then you would put the templated information before. The fact that you're going to the ID camp is fantastic. The mass email, remember, is to try and get genuine and generic invitations. Now you're going to the ID camp, so then you're going to go to the before ID camp template, which is in my program. Or if you work with me, I can give that to you. And then you have the after the ID camp. And this is the difference for the after ID camp. For after the ID camp, what you're going to say is this. You're going to say, may I uh, ask you what division do you believe I can play? So most people ask like, hey, are you going to recruit me or what do you think of me? But there's a couple problems with doing that. First of all, the coaches often don't know like if they're going to recruit you yet. Okay, they need to, first of all, see how their own season goes, right, come the fall. Now, part of their job is to recruit before the fall, but it's hard. You know, they're, what if happens if they get, they like you a lot, then they have a kid who's coming in freshman year who they recruited the year before and he kills it. He's like, well, now I don't need that position anymore and so I'm not going to recruit you anymore. That's what happens. So they don't often know if they want you. Number two, 
is let's say they, they're like, hey, we like you, but we're just not sure. And you say to them, are you going to recruit me? And they say, you know, you want an answer for them? And they say, no, maybe they weren't, they didn't want to tell you no, but since you asked for an answer, they weren't ready to say yes. So they told you no, and maybe it wasn't time for that yet. So that's my job is to help you kind of figure out the lines between the read between the lines so I can help you prepare to ask or not ask that question. But the better answer is what division do you think I can play? Because if they say, we think you can play division one and they're a division one school, well, then that's likely that they are going to try and recruit you. Now, for example, I had a student, he went to, we got him a genuine invitation to UW, which is a top five school. He went to the camp and the coach like liked him, but he didn't hear anything afterwards. So I said to the student, I said, his name is Bellamy. He's a coach of mine now. He actually helps students in the discord. Um, and he went on to, I'm going to tell his story right now. So in his case, he went to the UW camp on a genuine invitation. So he sent the mass email. UW were like, we like what we saw. Will you please come? He went and he was, and then the coach never got back to him afterwards. So I told him, we're going to follow up with the college ID camp follow-up email. And we're going to ask him, what level do you think I can play? And the coach said, look, I think you're division one level, but as of this time, you're not going to play for us. And just so you guys know, the UW coach is so good at responding. So you should totally email him and you should totally go to their camp because of this exact reason I'm going to tell you now. So we then followed up with, thank you so much for letting me know. Would it be okay to use you as a reference as I reach out to other schools? Because the UW coach said to him, you're not the right fit for us, but I do think you could play D1 level. Oh my gosh. Now we have a reference from a division one top five head coach. That's way better than his own club coach, way better than even me giving you a recommendation. It's the best one you could pretty much ever have. So then we copied and pasted the exact quotes that the UW coach used, messaged the UW coach, asked him for permission to be a reference. He said, no problem. Then as we emailed other division one schools, we said, hey, um, here's my information template, everything else genuine. And then we added another sentence, which is called quoting, which I can teach you later. And that's very nuanced to your situation where we say, Hey, you know what? I'm, I just want you to know, this is what UW had to say about me. And in my program, there's a section literally called quoting. Cause that's what we do is I want you guys to start quoting coaches about you, what we call references. And, uh, this particular student, was emailing schools, getting pretty much no responses from any Division 3s or Division 1s. And after mentioning that UW was a reference, coaches called UW, said, what do you think of him? They're like, hey, I think he's a good soccer player. Uh, he doesn't fit for us. And that's okay because UW is the best in the country. So guess what? He got a Division 1 offer from another school called St. Thomas who largely asked UW multiple times about him. Also, we had to send tons of every touch videos. We'll get into that in the highlight video podcast. And he got an offer and it was a large part because of the reference we created from the ID camp because of our email templates. So that was massive in this college recruiting process. If you want more help in this process, you now have an understanding of the emails, but you can see how it gets really nuanced for your situation. And I can't, it's so, I want to help all of you. Like I'm trying to give you all the information I can, but if I don't know you, it's really hard for me to give you like what you should do in your situation. So if you want more help, uh, give me a call. Links, uh, link below, link above. And um, I look forward to talking to you soon.